It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Max, Max, it's me, David. I know you're in there. Go away, David, I'm sleeping. I have class in a few hours. It's noon. You missed class again, I might point out. Come on, we need to talk. <sighs> I'm coming. Ugh, knocking on my door. Oh, David. You okay? You look horrible. Oh yeah, you can go to hell too. And in such a charming mood as well. What do you want, David? I'm tired. I was up all night fighting a big... Uh, I mean, I was reading in the library. No, you said you were fighting. Look, something weird is going on here. Look, David, everything's fine. I'll explain it to you later, okay? Whatever. Here. What's this? It looks like an old scroll. I don't know. It was propped against your door. Another one. Another one? Another one what? Uh, nothing. Listen, I, I need to get this to Byron. Byron? Who the hell is Byron? A guy I know. He's, he's a friend, okay? I think he's... He's probably at the library by now. Look, I gotta go. I'll call you, okay? Byron. So his name's Byron. It is a realm that can only be found by those that know where to look. A realm ruled over by the Elven Lords. Within this magical land is a pub known as Anfalen, an establishment that has existed long since the rise of humanity. I open the door and step in. The room is filled with the smoke of pipes and cooking meat. It comes as no surprise that I would find him here. More ale for me and my newfound friends. Does that mean me as well? Uh, pale, pale man, what brings you here, of all places? What? Did you think I wouldn't keep tabs on you? You're performing a task for me. I make a point of knowing where you are at all times. Imagine my surprise to find for the last several weeks you have been spending every waking hour here. Getting drunk. It's hard work, you know, and not easy. I'm, uh, I'm just... You're exhausting what little patience I have left. Tell me what you found out. Well, it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, basically, it's never been done in the history of all creation. That's a first time for everything. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, well, this could, um, affect the whole universe. Ask me if I care. What? I said, ask me if I care. Um, okay, uh, do you care? Of course I care, but that's never stopped me. Carry on with your task. Carry on? Just that? Carry on? Uh, here's a question for you, pale guy. What am I getting out of all of this, huh? How do I benefit in any of this? How do you benefit in this? 
words. Oh, three words? What, what does that, what does that mean? That is all it would take for me to kill you. Three words. There would be nothing left of you but a puddle of sticky green slime on the floor. Allow me to explain in terms your limited understanding might comprehend. What you're getting out of this is I'm letting you live. Nothing less, nothing more. If you fail me, you die. Do you understand? Yes, yes, I, I, I understand. Good. Keep in mind, I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I know when you've been bad or good. So, I should be good for goodness sake. I'll settle for you doing the task I sent you on. We'll talk again soon, Nicholas. Enjoy your drink. Uh, I hate him. He's still a complete bastard. Here's your ale. Who was that guy? Someone I'm going to kill next Christmas. Excuse me. Young lady. Young lady. Whoa, uh, are you are you talking to me? I'm sorry to bother you, but it's important we speak. My name is Father Brent. I'm, I'm, look, I'm sorry. I'm on my way to meet. We haven't much time. You must listen to what I have to say. All right, all right. What is it? You must accept Christ as your savior. You must accept him now, or your soul will be lost. Oh, boy. You must take communion. Drink the blood of Christ and eat his flesh. Eat his flesh and drink his blood. It sounds a little cannibalistic if you ask me. Only if Christ is within, you might defeat the power of the devil. I beg you, Maxine. Listen to what I have to say. Uh, wait, how do you know my name? Your name was written in the final prophecy. Only if you accept Christ each day and drink his blood, do you stand any chance of resisting the beast. The beast? Yeah, I'll get right on that. I mean, really, that's, uh... But, you know, I'm late and I gotta get going. The beast is the greatest threat any of us have ever faced. Right. The beast. I'll keep my eyes open for him. Bye-bye now. Accept Christ. It's your only hope. God, what a complete nutter. Oh, no. Not yet. We found him, sir. Don't move. There you are, Father Brent. I'd ask what you've been doing, but I think it's pretty obvious. I tried to warn her, Bates. I tried. But she wouldn't listen. Just ran off. Watch Command has instructed us not to become involved. What is coming has to happen. We do not have a role to play in this. The final prophecy of Fatima made that perfectly clear. But we must do something, Bates. We can't just stand by and let the world burn. And you think by steering her towards the Pale Man you're going to make this any better? Is that what you hoped by leaving those books for her to find? The Pale Man stopped the beast before. It's why the world is still here now. Byron was not supposed to be involved then any more than he is supposed to be involved now. But he might stop this. 
Father Brent, we mustn't interfere in God's plan. We must do as we've been instructed, as our code, our faith demands. The watch will go into seclusion and let this play out as it should. I just hope your interference hasn't messed things up too badly. Byron's a wild card. Involving him adds an unstable element to a critical situation. That element might save the world. Or it might allow evil to flourish. Don't forget the Vastator. It's still part of him. I guess we're going to find out soon enough. Yes. Now come on, we have to go. Need to pick up my wife and daughter on the way to the airport. How is Catherine dealing with all this? Like you, she feels we should be doing more. But she knows all of this is part of God's plan. She accepts it. She has put her faith in it, as we must. Now come on. The last flight to Vatican leaves in the hour. in here. Why? It's not hurting anyone. This is a local library for local people. You can't bring in coffee. But it's not coffee. It's chai. I don't care if it's Sherman the Bear's spiked hot chocolate. You can't bring in food or beverages. You have any idea what happens if you spill it on a book? All the pages get sticky. It'd be worse than when that stupid monkey tried to exercise a ghost out of the occult book section. Left everything covered in green ectoplasm. How is he trying to exorcise the ghost? He was using burnt fish sticks and bananas. Thought the smell would draw it out, but it just made the ghost angry. Well, there's your problem. Ghosts hate bananas. And they're not all that wild about fish sticks either. Now, if you just use tree bark and a wheel of cheese... Look! It doesn't matter, pasty boy! Bottom line, no food or drink allowed. Fine. Here, take it. Thank you! Now if you don't mind, I have a depressed polar bear to deal with in my office. The tea wasn't for me anyway. I got it for my friend, who is running late. <laughs> you say that as if I'd give a crap. Well, do enjoy your stay, and remember... No food or drink. Got it. What about chewing gum? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Good day to you, sir. There you are. You're late. Yeah, sorry about that. Ran into this religious nutjob who had this thing for cannibalism or something. Sounds charming. Do you have anything for me? Uh, yes. This turned up at my door this morning. Any idea what it says? The scroll was old. Very old. More than a thousand years old. Perhaps two thousand. The paper had turned yellow and was very brittle. However, the markings upon it were clear as day. The only problem was I had no idea what was written on it. That's very odd. What is? It's written in a text I've never encountered before. Why is that odd? Because I've made a point of studying the text of all known languages over the ages. This is not any of them. Maybe it's written in code or something. You may be right. So, do you have some way to translate it? No. But I know someone who might. Well, then let's take it to them. Come on, let's do this. So, so where are we going? Tell me. Have you ever been to Vaseline Alley?
Huh, so why do they call this Vaseline Alley? It's a nickname that's stuck. Vaseline Alley is where you can find some of the uh, spicier bars, as well as places that cater to select clientele. Oh, uh, like what? Use your imagination. So where is it we're going anyways? Right about here. Here? Yes. Byron, there's nothing here but a dumpster. Ah, but that's only what you're supposed to think. You see, what you think of as just a dumpster is actually something else altogether. Ah, this is... so this is where we have to go. Unless you know some other way to get the answer we seek. Into a magic dumpster? What's inside of it? The Crimson Throne Room. Crimson Throne Room. Okay, well, after you then. Very well. To quote Batman, let's broaden our minds. I think that was the Joker actually, you know, from the museum scene. Whatever. Come on, Max. How does one describe the Crimson Throne Room? How does one even prepare for it? It is stepping into another world, stepping into a different experience. It can be terrifying yet quite intoxicating, a lounge for those seeking a different sort of sexual experience, one that required blood. The walls were covered in red velvet and leather. Here and there were submissive people dressed in various erotic garb. Most were blindfolded and bound to stone columns set throughout the room. Oh. Oh, it's a bondage lounge. You know of places like this? I've read Fifty Shades and Sunstone, you know, that comic book about the two women who are into bondage and stuff, but then they fall in love. Sounds stimulating. It's very romantic in its own way. Well, the Crimson Throne Room is a bit different from other places like it. How so? Most of the people here are vampires. I led the way down a spiral staircase to where the maitre d' stood waiting. He was a tall, one-eyed cyclops, dressed in battle leather and holding a warhammer that must have weighed more than Max and me put together. My, my, the pale man. What brings you here, of all places? Is your mistress here? Yes, but why would you want to speak with her? There are others around whom you may find more to your selective appetite. I'm here for information, not entertainment. Mm, disappointing. You used to be much more adventurous back in the good old days. What's he talking about, Byron? I've lived a colorful life, so to speak. We'll get into that another time. Where can I find her? In the back upon her throne, of course. And what is this that you've brought with you? A new submissive to initiate. Sorry, this place seems a little too vanilla for my taste. <laughs> I like this one. She's got Moxie. She's with me. That's all you need to know. Come on, Max. So that's a Cyclops. Yes, goes by the name Flavius. I met him back during the Napoleonic Wars in the Battle of Trafalgar. The Napoleonic Wars? But that would make him... Well, really, really old. Wait till we meet the mistress. I see, and... And all of this is inside of a dumpster. Yes. Impressive, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, come on, what happens on trash day? 
What happens when the trashmen come to, you know, empty the dumpster and... You know, that's a good question. Never thought about it before. Oh well. This way, Max. The inner throne room was a lot like the lounge outside. Its walls were covered in red velvet and leather, and Greek columns stood everywhere. However, the people bound to these columns had been dead for some time, their dried husks being suspended by the chains and ropes. Bones and tattered bits of clothing were scattered along the floor. The air smelled musty and was heavy with death. Dear God, what... Oh, what's happened in here? Just stay calm, Max. We'll be fine. Sitting upon a red throne at the far end of the room was our hostess, the mistress. Her skin was smooth and as white as marble. She had very dark, nearly black, lustrous eyes. Her long, dark hair was braided in the Roman style. She wore a long, white, sleeveless dress. She looked down at me, and a moment later, she smiled. Well, if it isn't the pale man. Mistress. And who is this with you? Hi, I'm Maxine Tremblay. It's, uh, it's nice to... I was asking the pale man child, not you. Do keep quiet. Your betters are speaking. Well, that's just rude. Max. Why did you come, pale man? The last time we spoke was... I'd rather not discuss that at the moment. Oh, too bad. That would have been a fun trip down memory lane. So, if you're not here to reminisce, what do you want? Your help. I've come across a scroll written in a language I do not know. I thought perhaps you might. Might I see it? Here. Now this is quite interesting. So you can read it? I should hope so. I'm the one who wrote it. I was afraid you were going to say that. Wait, you knew she wrote this? I suspected, but wasn't sure. Why didn't you tell me? Because I was hoping I was wrong. So, can you tell me what's written on it? (laughs) Easy enough. Question is, what do I get out of this? Everyone wants their pound of flesh. What is it you want? Oh, nothing much. Nothing you can't easily pay. All I want is one night. One night? Yes. Like you used to back when you worshipped me. I never worshipped you. All the same. I've missed how you once pleasured me. If I give you this one night, you'll tell me what's on the scroll. Yes, I shall. Do we have an accord? Yes. Yes? Yes, what? Yes, mistress. So what's written on the damn thing? It's part of my... chronicles, if you will. I used to document much of what I did. Sadly, over the ages, many of my writings have been lost. I'm curious. Just where did you acquire this? We're still trying to figure that out. It's just... That it's very odd that you should find this. 
This is what I documented during the first apocalypse. It's... what? This scroll tells the story of how the Roman Empire fell. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, A Year in the Life, Part 3, The Crimson Throne Room, written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Carissa DeWitt as Max, Mindy Rast Keenan as The Mistress, Peter Catt as Commander Bates, Christopher Thompson as Father Brent, Mundane Matt as David, Justin Fieff as Flavius, Kevin Tremblay as Tucker the Librarian and the Barkeeper, Warren Onifer as the Watch Trooper, and Darren Marlar as Santa Claus. Music by Kevin McLeod. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced, directed, and engineered by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright 2016. There are many things that we can all do that may help stop the spread of the coronavirus. But one thing we can all do is to have a plan in case you do get sick. First, consult with your health care provider for more information about monitoring your health for symptoms suggestive of COVID-19. Second, stay in touch with others by phone or email. You may need to ask for help from friends, family, neighbors, community health workers, or more if you become sick. And finally, determine who can care for you if your caregiver gets sick. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone.